Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Art Luke, a new BMO Financial Progress poll shows that 25% of pre-retirees feel that they're going to have to put it off because of higher prices. 21% are putting away less for retirement. So, Art Luke, before making these rash decisions like delaying retirement, what kind of advice would you offer someone who is concerned about inflation? One of the things you definitely need to do is get some advice if you're trying to navigate this by yourself. Um, weird times, and these are always, you know, something like today is what we call weird times. When you look at the market, it's down substantially, but so are the bond markets, you know, so people are like, holy cow, what do we do in this kind of a scenario? And then everything we're hearing right now from the political spectrum, it doesn't seem like there's a good solve. You know, they don't really have policy uh, type strategies that really change the environment very much or kind of fix the problem. It's kind of like a, well, this is the new reality and kind of get used to it, so to speak. And uh, I remember the current administration said, if you're not happy with gas prices, go get an electric car. Their solutions That's, are a little go bit- spend more f- money if you're not happy with spending more money. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that we see. People are coming in, they're worried about, you know, what do we do? Um, should I retire now? The people that are planning on retiring. Um, so those are ser- serious top ahead questions right now. And we're having those discussions and basically we just look at the numbers for them. So we know Luke and I look at these type of events. They happen all the time. And we talk to our clients, you know, if you're going to go through a 20, 25, 30 year retirement, you're going to go through four or five major market corrections. So we know they're coming. We just don't know what they're titled. And it looks like we're in the middle of one right now. So those events do happen. You just have to place your money in types of investments that don't all move in the same direction. So you want to make sure you have some non-correlated investments and investments that'll stay stable for you during these weird not normal economic times so that you can actually pull some interest or pull some income uh, from assets that are not going down. Yeah, so what we always tell clients and new people coming in the door, right, if you're getting ready to retire or within five years of retirement, which we call the retirement red zone, you shouldn't be taking all the risk of the market. Let's say you're getting ready to retire now and you're 100% in the NASDAQ. Well, you're going to be pretty scared and pretty nervous to retire now because it's down you know, 20 to 30%. So as you get closer to retirement and closer to pulling out money from your accounts, you need to reduce your risk. And that's what we do for all of our clients here. So that way, when these events happen, because we know they will, they're not impacted as much. They still have an income stream, right? Their shares of Apple and Google and whatnot are going to fluctuate. But over time, as long as you don't have to sell very many assets when the market fluctuates, your plan's going to work. So one thing Art just mentioned is you need to get advice. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it on your own, it can work, but if you're down 30% today, it doesn't feel very good to retire. So you may ha- you may think you need to delay because you were thinking you had a million dollars and now you have 700,000. Just knowing your risk levels, your risk appetite, knowing that these events happen every seven to 10 years, you know, whether this one goes down further or not is the big question. But if your account's down more than, you know, 20, 25%, you need to look at your risk and see if you can handle it. 772-281-5223. And Luke, have you had any clients that have been in that retirement red zone 
and where you've had to tell them, why don't we slow down just a little bit? Let's see what the market does. Let's hold off on retirement for six, eight months. Has that happened to you yet? The holding off on retirement normally happens from them. It's more of an emotional feeling. You know, when our emotions get involved, a lot of times politics get involved. Everybody fears a big recession and they fear, you know, the money that they've been saving and the money that's saved in their 401ks. They see it dropping. And so a lot of times people want to delay retirement a little bit. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's the right decision, depending where your assets are invested. But over the long term, you know, these are expected events. And so over the long term, you go 20, 30 years, this is going to feel normal. You know, but right now, today, you know, five, six months into it, it doesn't feel normal, but that's what we're feeling when we're looking at retirement. So we have had some people delay on their own, but, you know, our clients here, if you work for certain companies and you're over the age of 59 and a half, you can roll money out of your 401k, out of your plan. And that's where we take the money you've saved for 20, 30 years and remove some of the volatility, remove some of the fluctuations. That way, when markets like this happen, not all your money from your whole life, your whole nest egg is going down with the market. Nothing wrong with asking the questions. You can always find the team online at artofmoneyradio.com. And I don't want to make it sound like it's all doom and gloom, because that seems like all we're hearing from this shaky stock market. But there are some looking at possible opportunities. This is from Truist Bank's Keith Lerner, who told CNBC. For us, we look at 5 and 10% corrections as the admission price to the market and we really want to focus on where the next 30 40 and 50 percent move is and we think that is higher maybe over several years now if we see something where we think it's going to be a, a greater than 10 percent correction something that's sustainable down then we will make tactical decisions at this point though we do not see that as the most likely uh, scenario okay so are there some opportunities in this volatile market yeah always i mean anytime if you look at where we were in december the average stock trading on the market was about 23 times earnings. Now, if you look at it, it's about 17 times earnings. So we have come off those highs. Typically, the average is about 15, 16 times earnings. So we're really now at a kind of a sweet spot where a lot of these things were very overpriced just four or five months ago. And now we're moving into a stage where the pricing is about right again on earnings. The big shift that's beginning to happen, though, is we're starting to get some reports out that earnings may be lighter going forward. So then we still may have some pricing pressure because we're getting a slowing economy. So just like Luke had mentioned earlier, uh, we came off of last year, the economy grew at five and a half percent. We started the year, the expectation was about four, but because the jump in fuel prices went from two and a half dollars a gallon to four and a half dollars a gallon, that has actually slowed the economy down almost a full percentage point. So we've dropped already to an expectation by the end of the year about 2.8. And if you look at what they expect for 23 and 24, they have us going to where we're only growing about 2% again. And if you look at Obama Biden first term, you know, this, a lot of people, uh, under Biden's term right now, say, well, he's kind of repeating what they did the first term when he was vice president. And I would agree with that. It's kind of a slower growing economy. There's still opportunities for success in the stock market. Uh, we have to be a little more selective with it, but you're going to have pockets of growth, pockets of profit. Right now, though, there are opportunities and you want to make sure you're taking advantage of those. But right now, it's hard to tell, you know, do we have more downside before we have an upside? So at the moment, the market is kind of repricing, but we're we're starting to get a little stability, but we really don't know yet if we're done. Yeah, these, these big swings in the market, there are opportunities. Just be careful trying to pick the bottom, right? You don't want to catch a falling knife, right? So if, things, if you buy it thinking it's the bottom and it keeps going down 10, 15, 20 percent, 
well, you know, now it's going to be hard to sell because you're getting emotional about it. You've lost money. It's called anchoring. So be careful there. One of the strategies we've used here with our clients, and I actually had the opportunity recently to write an article for Forbes, is about tax loss harvesting. And we have a strategy here where we we sell certain assets and buy other ones and avoid the wash sale rule. So the IRS has rules against you selling for a paper loss and buying the same thing back. So that article comes out in a couple of weeks. If you want that article or want some advice on how to you know manage your taxation, that now's a great time to do it because of all the volatility. And that number is 772-281-5223. R. McPherson, you remember about two weeks ago, we had a discussion on let's make some predictions for the summer of what we think is going to happen. <laughs> yep. And I said, I think that gas prices in L.A. are going to hit $10 at some point this summer. Diesel right now in L.A., I just saw it over the weekend, $8.50 for a gallon of diesel in Los Angeles. What was your prediction, gasoline or diesel? Well, it's all golf goes into it. It's, it's all relative. It's all relative, I'm, I'm right? That's I'm going to pick the higher one. <laughs> well, I did hear a couple of reports that there are some gas stations charging for premium close to that $10 number right now. And by the way, can I just say, you know, I'm here at the mothership in Atlanta. Uh, gas prices in Georgia are cheaper than Florida. Yeah, so, so you probably have less tax. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, the one thing our politicians are never really good about doing. So I'll add like a five cent tax here and a five cent tax there. And after a while, it's 35 cents per gallon. Then it's 45 cents per gallon. And they don't really tell you that part of the story, you know, um, and they've learned that over time, it's a good way to pay for things. But if you look at what gas prices have done, we could easily drive the prices back down by opening up the places that we already have places to pump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the current administration says, no, that's not green. We don't want to do that. So um, so go buy that $80,000 electric car. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the solution if you don't like the high gas prices. Yeah. But that high gas prices translate to everything because everything in our country moves by truck. That's so right. it affects food. It affects everything that has to be transported. So all your supplies, all your materials. Uh, we were talking, you know, a couple weeks ago about Walmart missing their earnings by such a large number. And they attributed a big part of that to $200 million of extra transportation costs um, and shipping costs during that period. So that is partly gas. So those things don't go away. They're just another part of the problem. And all that will get transferred to the public. And so if you're a person where a year ago it was costing you $50 to fill up, now, every time you fill up, it's costing you $100 to fill up. For the month, you're talking about an extra $200 that just came out of your budget. Where does that come from? Mm -hmm. You know, and typically people pulled away from their social spending. So they're not going out to eat as much. They're not going to go out and drink as much, or they're going to have to be creative in how they do it. Instead of doing it outside, they're going to be like, hey, everybody come to my house. We're doing the uh, floating beers uh, with Mark. Now that uh, box wine is sounding pretty good, huh? Right. Good. See, good so that's, that. you got to make decisions <laughs> like that. So the economy itself, and that's why people are talking about the word recession and things like that. Because when you take money out of the average person's paycheck through taxation, which it is by just the fuel cost, uh, that money's gone. 
You know, so now you have less money to spend with the budget, and that's a real hard number. $200 a month, and that's probably just the average person, and you've got two or three people driving per family now. Mm-hmm. So that's an extra $400 a month or more for a family of, you know, two drivers. So you're talking a lot of expense there yeah. that is gone, you know, and where does where does that impact the economy? It's going to impact clothing. It's going to impact everything. R. McPherson, we know what our expectations are from you, from Luke, from the team at the McPherson Financial Group help protect our assets, help build income for retirement. But what are your expectations from us, from your clients? Just for them to be honest with me and Luke, you know, with any of our advisors here at McPherson Financial Group, we just want to know what their expectations are. And just be honest with us. If you've had really bad experiences with other firms, let us know that. Um, Just tell us what your fears are. Tell us what your dreams are. Tell us exactly what retirement looks like, because we want to make sure that we can fulfill that retirement dream. So don't tell us retirement is visiting your kids and grandkids. If you really want to do these fantastic trips where you're going across the pond and going to Israel and you're going to Europe and you're doing all kinds of wonderful trips, tell us that, you know, because we'll build in the model, make sure you have enough income to afford that. Because if we're building in $10,000 a month of income, and you are saying we only want $4,000 a month of income, well, then we'll only build in $4,000 a month income. You don't need $10,000 a month. So just be honest with what you need, what you're wanting to. And we really look at somebody's income when they walk in the door while working. And then what their take home is, we have found over the many years that we do this, that you probably need what you had as take home with a little bit of extra travel expense added on top of that, those first five and 10 years, because those are the high travel years. Because like Luke says, every day's a Saturday. One more for you. And actually I want Art and Luke Luke, I want both of you to respond to this one. What made you want to become a financial professional? I feel like I always had interest in this industry. When I was in college, I double majored in accounting and finance. My first job was at a CPA firm as a tax accountant in Dallas. Well, three and a half years of that, I realized I no longer wanted to be a tax accountant. (laughs) I no longer wanted to be there at 2, 3 a.m. for, you know, two months or whatever it was. And so then I made the transition. I went back to Kansas City, worked for Raymond James. And I feel like on this side of the industry and the financial side, I can help people more. Mm-hmm. When I was at the CPA firm in Dallas, um, I was more of a tax preparer. There wasn't a lot of tax planning going on because we were just so busy. So from that standpoint, I feel like on this side of the table, you know, in the financial industry, we really are helping people. We're helping manage their life savings, helping provide them income. And that's what I like is the client interaction and, you know, helping people. Yeah, I would say the helping people has always been one of my big focuses. And when I was going to college and, you know, I was good with art, I would looked at the track of maybe becoming an architect. I've designed a couple houses since, you know, I've been in this field, but really solving big problems and really being able to help people work through a full retirement was something that really kind of always excited me when I got into the field. But initially it was just big problem solving type things always. I was always drawn into those type of career modes. And then as I fine tuned, fine tuned in college, then I really started looking at the, I went into the business school at Florida State University and really started kind of fine tuning my my track. And then I got hired right out of college um, in the financial services industry. And I fell in love with it at my first day on the job. There's nothing wrong with asking these questions. And to meet the team, artofmoneyradio.com, or you can give them a call at 772-281-5200. 
23. And I know once college football gets here, Art, we will find you just about every weekend on what campus watching what team? Florida State, baby. Uh, Luke McCarty, you played football where? I did. I played at Missouri Southern as a Division II school. I played for, I call it two and a half years and two knee surgeries later. And <laughs> I, don't look up my stats. It's one sack and I don't know, maybe eight or nine tackles. Uh, I didn't get on the field much because I was always on crutches. The rolling joke, one, one of my really good friends from college, and no offense to punters or kickers or special teams, but one of my really good friends was the punter because he was always on the sidelines and so was I. <laughs> but you know what, Luke, you have one more sack in college football than I have. I do, I do. And I've had crutches for days. You know? And he actually played against a guy that went to the NFL. He's the guy that hurt Luke so bad because he had to guard against him all the time. Yeah. And was like an all-pro, right? Yeah, yeah. Our left tackle played for the Broncos, the Packers. I mean, you know, he, he got drafted out of our school. Um, you know, one of the big names out of the school I went to is Rod Smith, the wide receiver. Yeah. But we, we got another really good guy. He, he played after me. He's a, a D lineman for the Ravens. So if you look at him, Versus me, you'll realize why I am here and not in the NFL. So, if anything, we should thank him. Yes. Had he not taken you out, then you might not be sitting in this chair right now. Yes, yes. His name is Brandon Williams, and he is just a beast. I mean, super <laughs> strong, super big, super fast. And, um, yeah, he's the anchor of the Ravens' middle defense. So I didn't play with him. He played after me, but that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but you kept the trainer and the medic team very busy when you played. So. I did. Everybody I did. Thanks, Yeah. Yep. Thanks for reminding me. You know, paid for paid for four years of college, so um, I can't run now. But hey, college is free. <laughs> can you kneel down? I can kneel down slowly. <laughs> slowly. Yeah. I can still do a few things. I can still wake surf art off yep, your boat. Yeah, you can. can. Yep. I can still play pickleball, but my knee will swell up for, you know, a couple of weeks. You know, they do make knee braces you can put on. They make new knees, but I'm too young. Yeah, I wouldn't do a new knee yet. Mm -mm. No way. It's not painful to walk. Not in your 30s. So, no way. Yeah, the, the doctor's best advice is just lose weight, Luke. It's, it's better on your <laughs> but knees you're if not you lose even, weight. You're not even that heavy. That's not very nice. Oh, well, I mean, I heavier than I should be. <laughs> I would lose weight, but I like pizza and I like beer. Yeah. I mean, I've got priorities as yeah. well. My kids never eat all their chicken nuggets, so See, thank you. <laughs> I help them. 772-281-5223, always online at com to meet the team. And, you know, speaking of phone calls, well, if you're up in New York City, you won't be making that phone call from a payphone. Did you hear the story that they finally just removed the very last payphone in New York City? Now, the big reason for that, obviously, the rise in cell phone usage. But investment and retirement planning also took a digital turn a long time ago. So how do you help those clients navigate this technology path so that they're comfortable with what you're trying to present to them? Well, the funny thing is, like you're saying, a lot of people, if we send them an email, will look at those emails on their phones now. Right. You know, So even our older clients will do that now. They're pretty good about that. But sometimes when we're trying to educate them on how to look at their accounts and statements we build a website for them so that way if they've got money still in their 401ks other IRAs we can link that all together so they have one login access so it's not complicated they don't have to log in four or five different websites they can actually log in one now of course they can always log into those four or five websites if they want to but our our site they can just log in and see everything connected because the computers talk to one another mm. so it's just educating our clients a little bit um, we do mostly digital you know communication with everybody 
now, so we have them sign a form. So instead of getting, you know, killing thousands of trees per year with all the paper, we're trying to save that. Um, so we electronically send things to them. We'll use the thing called the vault in one of our technologies where everything is encrypted. So it's a lot safer than doing emails. And so we kind of automatically bring our clients along and just really educating them on, you know, here's how we do the, our process and are you comfortable with that? And then if they're not, we can print everything out for them, you know, so they can have old school paperwork and things in their hand so that they can look at it and put it in a file. You know, I'm glad you said that because my mom, Claudia is a saint and I love my mom, but anytime her phone doesn't work or the computer doesn't work, Mark, come fix this. I don't know what's wrong with it. <laughs> We're going to Ireland later this summer and she has not flown. I'm not lying, Art Luke, when I say she has not gotten on an airplane since pre 9-11. This will be her first flight and what are we going on? 20 years now. She has printed off every single page of her Delta confirmation, including all the terms and the agreements and the securities. Furthermore, and I know she's not listening, she can't read very well, so everything is big print. <laughs> when I say... That's a pretty long um, first flight. She's going to be in for an eye-opening experience, isn't she? Oh, my God. We're going to have to get there nine hours earlier to get through TSA. <laughs> and furthermore, she's not going to have like the right boarding pass. She's going to bring out her 15 pages of her confirmation. <laughs> Man, we're just going to go to the Sky Club, and I'm just going to pump her full of Chardonnay. Like, <laughs> Chardonnay. Mama, just go to... Claudia and Chardonnay. Claudia and Chardonnay. And I love her, and it's going to be a great trip, but I know what you mean. Sometimes just if you need someone just to hold your hand, that's why Art and Luke, they're up on technology. They can help you put a plan together to make sure none of your information gets lost. Give them a call at 772-281-5223. And speaking of parents, we want to give you about a week heads up that Father's Day is coming, and it's next weekend. I want you to hear this clip from Patrick Kelly. They asked him, what are some of the financial life advice lessons that you got from your dad? You know, when I think of my dad and financial lessons, I think I learned most from watching his mistakes because he was not a financial guy. But one of the things I learned from him by observation was it seemed like about every few years, a family member or a friend, you know, distant family had some kind of a sweet, sure thing for him. Hey, this is the great thing. This is work. And every one of them failed because something that seems that good, probably and likely isn't. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, you're both fathers. What kind of a financial advice lessons do you pass on? And Luke, will you pass on to your kids? Mine has been because I'm on the backside of this now. So I have two married kids that I'm very proud of and they're both doing extremely well. They're both very sufficient with their finances. They do a great job of saving money and accumulating money. So super proud of them. And the bank of dad is now closed, which is great. You know, I love that. <laughs> and it's amazing how much money you can save when the bank of dad and mom closes. It's a great thing. But um, Luke's a little bit on the beginning side of that. So let's hear what Luke has to say. Yeah, the McCarty Bank is open and it'll be open for another, what, you got 18 years, 17 years for one of them? Oh, no, more more if than we, that. If we stop at 18, right, that's, that's hope. What I'm going to instill in them and teach them is just to save money early. If you can start saving money in your first job, right, add more to the 401k, keep it going, add 1% to it every year you're going to be saving quite a bit of money and you will outpace your peer group. You know, the hard part about, you know, being a young adult is trying to keep up with other people who make more money than you. Well, if you save more at that time, it's going to flip. 
in the end of life, you know, 30, 40, 50 years down the road, and we're talking about my kids, right, being young, they're going to have more money. So I think it's just, you know, saving money early um, and just, just having the ability to, you know, not always come to mom and dad for money. And I don't know what I'm doing there yet. My kids are three and one. So of course they have to come to me, you know, but um, there's going to be some sort of plan where, you know, I'm going to teach them something and teach them a little bit better than the average kid. Let's put it that way. Luke's already but, telling his kids yeah. to get a job. Yeah, but there's, they, they will not have a trust fund. I mean, right now I'm funding 529s for both of them, right? There's my process of starting early, right? Right when one, they were born, start putting monthly, you know, deposits into a 529, you know, to help pay for their college because who knows what college costs are going to be in 15, 20 years. More. I'm going to find out, <laughs> hopefully. Or if they don't go to college, well, then they'll have the money to do something else with. You know, sure. there's, there's ways Trade to get school, money. Learn, learn how to be a welder, learn exactly. how to work big equipment. Exactly. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. My dad used to always tell me there's a difference between a want and a need. I may want those new golf clubs, but I actually need lessons before I spend them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a good way to twist it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one. Today's show has been a work of art.